Welcome to Run for Fun. Hi there, welcome to the third episode of Run For Fun podcast. Uh, My name's Lee Hanton. Um, If you've listened to the first couple of episodes of this, um, you're quite aware that um, the recording isn't professional. Um, It's just me and my phone, uh, chatting into a microphone of my phone and uh, hoping to get some some points down that that might be of interest and uh, something to listen to. Um, In this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, running your first marathon. Um, it's something I've done, uh, well obviously I've only run the first marathon once, but I've run four marathons now, so I've got a bit of experience, not a massive amount, but a bit of experience of um, what to expect with regards to training, the week before, which can be quite a stressful time, the day itself, and my thoughts of uh, how I've performed in marathons I've done, and a few tips that that might be of use to you uh, when you're doing your first marathon. So, uh, first marathon, you've found it online, you've applied for the London ballot, you've done a uh, bit of research and, and, and found a, a marathon that's, that's suitable for yourself, because uh, there are more marathons in the UK than just London, Brighton and Manchester. Uh, if you want something a bit hillier, uh, you've got the Snowdonia Marathon, and there's quite a few around the country that are quite undulating. Uh, if you want to do uh, a nice flat marathon, look around, there's, there's loads of options. Uh, my first one was London 2018, uh, which I believe is recorded as the, the hottest London marathon uh, since it started in 81. Um, and I had to adjust for the heat, uh, but we'll get into that a bit later on. Uh, the main thing is you want to run a marathon. Um, it might be because you've uh, done a couple of half marathons and want to step up, or to go from nothing to a marathon, that's your ultimate target. And it might take a while, uh, but it's certainly achievable. Uh, That's what I did when I started to run again. Uh, I hadn't run for a while. Uh, Well, I say a while, about 15 years. And then got my place at London with about eight months. Uh, I went from nothing to a London marathon. Um, So it is achievable uh, to go straight into a marathon. Uh, You can do all your smaller races and runs as you build up. Uh, So don't be daunted. Uh, about doing a marathon for the first time. You'll read and hear lots of different stories about people's experiences. This podcast, uh, the things I go through will refer to how I felt and how I thought I did during training, etc. in the build-up to it. Uh, But everyone's experience is individual. Um, What I'm going to go through now isn't how every marathon will work for you it will give you a guideline on what you can expect and potentially achieve in your first marathon. So once you're signed up, uh, the first thing you're probably going to think about is uh, your training. There are lots of different uh, programs available on the internet. If you just type in marathon training in Google, you'll get all sorts of things that will up. A lot of them are based upon a uh, period of time, so there might be, a, for example, a 12-week training program, a 16-week training program, um, all different different length programs, and you can use these to guide you through uh, what time you have between 
accepting your marathon place or registering and the marathon itself. Personally, I read through those programs and I have quite a, um, well, quite busy with work. I have family commitments. And so I couldn't really stick to a rigid regime because I knew that, for example, some of the programs ask you to run three or four times a week and doing certain types of runs at certain times of the week. And I knew from the start of my training that that would not be flexible enough for me. So I read through um, the programs that I saw online and then adjusted them to something that was suitable for me. I started off initially with a sort of 5k run just to give me a marker of how I perform at that, you know, 3.1 mile distance. And then over a period of about, well, I got my place for London in the, in the September, October 2017. Uh, between then and Christmas, I just basically went out and ran uh, what was comfortable and each time tried to extend my distance um, by around about five, 10%. Uh, so if my first run was a 5K, and I think it took me about 27, 28 minutes, my next run, I tried to either do a 5K, maybe a minute faster, or just extend it to 6K and just see how I got on. Um, but generally, from the September, October time to December, I just my aim was just to go from a 5K to a half marathon. Um, and I achieved that just by, like I say, just running when I felt good, going out when I didn't feel great, but ensuring that I didn't push myself too hard that I got injured. Um, most of my training was done... Um, up to from the October to Christmas, just in, in in with the aim of getting to the half marathon distance. So like I say, I gently up my mileage um, with, um, I think on average, probably two runs a week uh, between Monday and Friday, which were between sort of five and 10K. And then on a Saturday morning, I'd go out to do five miles. And then a week later, maybe six or seven. Then a week later, maybe, you know, seven or eight and eventually built up to, I think it was 11 miles before my first half marathon. Uh, the half marathon I accomplished and achieved in the first week of December, I think my time was around about 2.27. So nothing dramatic, but I got the distance and it gave me so much confidence going into the second um, half of my training, which was the most important, the, the bit that was gonna get me up to the 26.2 miles. Um, once I got past that half marathon, like I say, I, I then, I, well, I think I probably took a week off because my legs were killing me, um, which you might find happens to you. Uh, but don't worry. It's, you know, it's just your legs reacting to, to your first half marathon. You're going to be, rather than a, a, um, a quiet run on your own on a Saturday or Sunday morning, you're going to be surrounded by a few hundred, maybe a couple of thousand people. And you, even though you want to try and stay slow at the start, you are probably going to get dragged with the crowd. And I know on my first half marathon, my aim was to run, I think, 10 minutes 30 per mile. And two or three miles in, I was running about just, just under 10 minute mile in. So I went out too quick and I paid for it in the last couple of miles. But, but just take your time, go out steady and cover the distance. If it's your first marathon and you're not a club athlete and you've got no real background in running, the aim, I personally think, should be to finish. Uh, don't worry about times. Just get that distance done. 
Um, so that took me into New Year. So I had three months really of training left. And between the January, the, the first week of January, up until two weeks before the marathon, my aim was then to go from a half marathon distance to 20 miles. Uh, I achieved that by, again, a couple of runs in the week of either um, hill reps, but not huge distances, maybe three or four miles of just going up and down a hill, trying to keep a consistent pace and trying to keep the pace of my last rep to the same speed as my first one. So again, you're learning to take your time on your first one or two reps, but your aim is to stay at that pace right at the end, which might seem a bit easy if you've not done it before but honestly once you get to that last rep you'll be so glad you started off your first one that little bit slower because um, then it'll you know you'll be able to hit your, your your time target and and feel the benefits of it the other run I did in the week would just be you know four five six miles just at a steady pace around the local area just to get the mileage in my legs and then the weekend runs I built up from the half to 20 miles um, over probably what about 10 week period just by adding a mile per run just adding it up each weekend and then my final two runs I think were an, uh, well I think I went from 13 to about 16 um, by the end of the February and then March I did two 18s a 19 and a 20 um, over those four runs over I think about six weeks leading me up to the second week of April and then I began my taper uh, a taper is where you still keep the legs moving, um, but you do have more of a rest in the sense that your distances aren't quite as long. Uh, you're trying to reduce, well, what I did was go from my, my longest run of 20 miles, and then over a two-week period, I just uh, kept my two runs a week up, but my weekend run the two weeks before was gone down from 20 I think I did a 15 and then the week before the marathon I did a 10 miler and and it just helps your legs come back um, feeling good um, during the time I got frustrated because I wanted to run more I just got so used to running long runs uh, but you've got to resist that because you want to make sure your legs are spot on for marathon day so like I say, there's lots of training plans out there. Feel free to follow them. If you do find them a bit rigid, don't worry. Just change them. Adapt them to your lifestyle because we all have busy lives. We all have different circumstances. We work days, we work nights, we work weekends. But just get that mileage in and don't worry that the marathon is such a huge distance. If you take your time and plan Honestly, you will get there. You will get that 18, 20, 22 mile running at the end. And again, it, it, well, I found that anything over about 16 miles, to be honest, on my own, quite boring, uh, quite really tiring. And there were times when I just wanted just to give up. But honestly, go for it. Get it done. Just push that extra mile and you will benefit from it in the race itself. Um, so you've done all your training. You've started your taper. Um, which I did two weeks. Some people say a week before, some people recommend three weeks, but I just did a two-week taper, um, reduced my running during that, those two weeks. And then the week before my marathon, um, I made sure that I got all my transport organised. With it being my first one being London, I'd booked me accommodation about four months before because it did get quite busy around central London. And I ended up in a hotel in Stratford, which is on the outskirts of London, but it had good train links into where I needed to be on marathon morning. 
Um, but the week before, just make sure your kit's all ready. Nothing's in the wash that you're going to need. You've got all your fueling strategy right, which is something um, you would have try, tried on your longer runs because obviously you, you're probably going to use a gel, a number of gels, um, maybe some kind of energy bars, um, drinking your electrolytes and water. But just get used to what you're going to fuel and make sure you've got everything ready um, in your bag, ready to go. Um, the next step would be the night before the marathon. Don't worry if it's your first one, you probably won't sleep. I didn't, and I still don't sleep very well before any, ma any marathon or half marathon, to be honest. I'm always concerned I've not set my alarm and I keep waking up to double check it. But that is just nerves. It's good. Don't worry about it. If you can, try and get a really good night's sleep two nights before the marathon because, like I say, you're probably not going to sleep very well the night before. But the day before, keep fluids up. Don't overhydrate. Just keep your fluids up. I personally prefer to eat smaller meals. So I'll have two or three, well, no, three or four smaller meals rather than one bowl of pasta, which some people seem to favour the night before. Um, and it helps me feel less bloated on the morning, less heavy on the morning, but you're still getting all those nutrients and goodness uh, from the meals in on the day before. Um, so you've, you've, you've regulated your food, you've got the best sleep you could the night before, now it's time for race day. Um, I can't stress enough that, you know, even if the race starts at 10 and you've got maybe an hour's worth of traveling and, you know, you want to be there a little bit of time before, maybe there's a bag drop to sort out and you want to get warmed up and things. Um, for London, I mean, my first one, we didn't cross the line till about 10.40 in the morning. The official start time was 10. I got to the start area at about half seven, uh, purely because I didn't want to get caught up in the rush because there's 40,000 people going to be there. Um, but I got there nice and early. If you know whatever, if you, if you think you're going to take 45 minutes to get ready and get settled, maybe aim to be there an hour before, um, because you know you don't want to, you want to allow for any mishaps with transport, and also you don't want to be rushing on the morning of the marathon. Just take your time, do everything slowly and steady. And just do everything, you know, set that alarm for 10 minutes early, leave 10 minutes early. You, you'll get there a little bit earlier and it will just help you to relax and get ready for the race itself. Uh, one tip that I would give was if you can, I know there's a big thing about plastics at the moment, but if you've got a bin bag or a carrier bag that you can take with you, take that because you might have a bit of time sat around doing nothing. And if the grass is a bit wet, there's nothing worse than having a wet bum before you're going to do a race. So take that carrier bag or bin bag with you. You can use that to sit on, to put your shoes on, vas get your Vaseline sorted if you if you you know want to uh, stop chafing. Um, but it's just a small thing that I, after my first one, did, and I've done it ever since, and uh, it's been quite handy a couple of times. Uh, like I say, there's a big thing about plastics at the minute, so if you are taking a bin bag wrap it up and then when you get home use it as a bin bag if you've got a carrier bag it's one you've already used you're going to use it again I wrap it up and I've kept it in my little bag of running gear so I use the same one every time so it's um, a multi-use plastic rather than single use um, the next thing is yeah before the race you've got there nice and early uh, I normally take a banana and a bottle of water with me with some electrolyte in just gently sip on that have the banana um, I have a and we have a little cereal bar, well, not cereal, but like a flapjack style bar called a cheer charge. 
Uh, it's got chia seeds in it, which are good. I think they're, a, again, I'm not a scientist, but I think they're a slow-release carb, I think. Don't quote me on that. But I just munch on that over probably a 45-minute period, just little bites here and there. Uh, make sure you've gone to the toilet. Again, depending on the marathon that you've gone to, you could be with 300 people, you could be with uh, 50,000 people. The queues are going to get big at the bigger marathons. So as soon, as soon as you get into that start area, just go, just go straight away. You may not feel like it, but just go. As soon as you hit that portaloo, you'll go. And then if you need to go again, you, you, you might have to queue a bit. But just while the toilets are a bit quieter, get in the toilets while you can. You'll, you'll benefit later on in your preparation. Um, the race itself, they're all different. So obviously listen for the marshals, listen to um, any um, loudspeaker announcements, get to your pen. If it's quite a big race, you'll have different pens starting corrals. Get to your pen in plenty of time. Keep warm. Um, if it's a bit wet, again, use the bin bag you've been sat on. Put some arms holes through it and wear that to keep you covered. Um, or what I prefer to do is I'll just go find an old T-shirt or an old jumper. Put that on me if I know it's going to be a bit, bit cool. And then I just, at the start, throw that over the side barriers. And most marathons now, people collect the clothes and they're handed out to local homeless charities. So it's, it's going to help the local community as well. So if you can, take an old top or a really old coat or jumper or T-shirt, wear that to keep warm and discard it just as you're about to leave and it will be used um, for local charities. Um, the race itself, I can't stress enough, don't go off too fast. Again, you're going to get caught up in the crowd, you're going to get dragged along and two or three miles in, you're going to think, oof, this is a bit hard. Look down and, and realise looking at your watch or whatever track you're using or the clocks at the side of the race that you've gone out a bit too quick. What I've found in my third and fourth marathons is I've gone off with a pacer um, and I've gone off thinking, you know, I'm really trying hard to hold myself back. Um, but the couple of times I've done that, I've really benefited and felt better um, sort of 20 miles onwards. Um, so yeah, it might feel weird, but honestly, hold yourself back for those first two or three, maybe five miles. Just get into the, the, the routine of it, get used to the crowds, get used to following a pacer if you're following one. A lot of marathons have them now, and um, they'll be based on a target time. So if you've got an idea of time in mind, sit with a pacer and, and just stay with them. Again, it, you might feel you're going a bit too slow, but honestly, that feeling will go completely once you get to sort of 17 18 19 miles and it really starts to hurt if you go off too quick it's going to start hurting from halfway so yeah take your time go out slowly stick to your plan um i started off this podcast saying for a first time marathon maybe just aim to finish um and that's you know yeah go off with a pace so you've everyone's gonna have a rough idea of when they might finish based on their long runs but honestly just aim to finish because you're going to get through halfway and think yeah this is okay and you're probably going to get to about mile 16 or 17 and it's going to get really hard and then you're going to get to mile 18 or 19 or 20 and then your legs are going to start complaining a lot and those last that last 10k again in the four marathons i've done have never been easy my legs have been screaming out. The last one I did, I got a cramp at 22 and had to walk. Um, but the three previous to that, um, I was able to run, walk most of it. My body wanted to stop, but it's just a mental game. Just tell yourself that you're fine. Just 
have a little body check. Is your breathing okay? Yes, you can breathe. Do your legs move? It's as simple as that. Yes, they do. So just keep them moving one foot into, uh, after another. Make sure you stay hydrated, but don't overhydrate. Take your gels uh, before I personally take them um, before I really need them uh, to keep the um, energy inside me. My personal plan is that I take a gel every four miles. Um, and then that I think I take about seven in total, um, which might seem a lot, but that's what I do. And that gets me through a marathon. So stick to your plan with uh, gels, hydration, start off really slow and you'll benefit towards the end of the marathon. And other than that, the only real advice I give is just really, your first marathon, just really enjoy it. You'll never get that feeling again. And you just want to get to that line because once you get over that line, you're a member of what they call the 1% club because I believe only 1% of the population of the world have done a marathon. And you're in that elite group of 1% of people. So good luck. Uh, get to the end. Enjoy it. And if you don't cry when you cross that line, you're not human. Because for me, I've 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 lost it. I think three times out of four marathons. The, the relief of crossing that line. You know, my times aren't great. They're around about five, five and a half hours. Uh, Mo Farah's probably halfway home by the time I'm done. He's done all his press conferences, had his dinner, had a bath and he's on his way home. But I'm still crossing that line uh, as best I can. And the feeling is, is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, just enjoy it. Aim to finish. You can always get a time after your first one and then try and beat that on your second marathon. Um, but yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, your legs will recover. They may feel like you'll never walk again, but honestly they will recover. And hopefully... Uh, you enjoy it so much that uh, you want to do another one. Uh, and if you do, um, good luck. And um, and that's, that's, that's really all I can say. Um, hopefully um, you've learned a little bit from this podcast. Again, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not qualified in any kinds of fitness. I'm just talking based on my, my bit of experience. Um, so hopefully that all helps. Um, my name's Lee Hanton. This has been Run For Fun. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, on Instagram, I'm at uh, Lee Hans Runs. Um, this is also available on uh, Castbox and iTunes. So if you have enjoyed my ramblings, uh, please go back and uh, give it a good five star rating. Um, if you didn't like it, don't listen anymore. That's not a problem. Uh, and uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot.